Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Is Holden McGroin here, Guy? Did you put that out? Is Holden McGroin in the chat? <laughs> I, I saw some shirts running. I'm thinking about a shirt. Let me know what you think. We got a chum store coming soon. Bongino McGroin, uh, 2028. You tell me, would you buy that shirt? Because we are seriously considering putting that out there. So Holden, if you're out there, join us in the chat. You were probably the highlight of the Friday show. Today's show brought to you by Blackout Coffee. Folks, you want real coffee that tastes good, loves American values? Turn the crap coffee down. Go with Blackout Coffee. That's right. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Coffee's freaking delicious. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. We got a big show today. Went out to dinner a little bit this weekend. Went to the mall. Not because I like malls. But because I like to walk around and burn a little calories, saw a few people. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by. Had some good dinner at a restaurant, too. I'll tell you about that. But the absolute craziest media moment of the year thus far, still early, closing in on May, the end of April. But 60 Minutes last night, which, of course, is the network of Sir! Sir! Holy... You've got Joe Joe cut the clips out. The 60 Minutes Ray Epps thing. (laughs) You talk about full circle. It's not a 180. It's not a 180. It's a 360. We're all the way back in the beginning now. (laughs) We're all the way back in the beginning. Democrats love insurrections, all this stuff. We're all the way back in the beginning. All right. Crazy show today. Stay tuned. Hey, when powerful interests want to push their agenda, who's to say they couldn't get big government and big tech to silence any voice they don't like that doesn't fit their narrative? We've already seen it. They silence everyone. I'm not going to let my voice be censored. You shouldn't either. You should use ExpressVPN like I do. Problem with big tech is not only do they attempt to censor you, but they also track what you do online. They can match your activity to your identity using your device's unique IP address. When I use ExpressVPN, they can't see my IP address at all. Plus, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% 100% of my network traffic for protection from hackers and eavesdroppers. It's easy to use, too. The app literally is one button. You tap it, you're protected. It's that simple. ExpressVPN is not only the number one rated VPN by CNET and TechRadar, it's also the best VPN I've ever tried. I never go online without it. Don't give big tech and big government the power to control your information. Defend your rights and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino to get three months free ExpressVPN com slash Bongino. Go today. All right, Joseph, let's go. Happy Monday, sir. Yes, sir. Good to see you. It's been a couple of... <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, sir. <laughs> Too bad she didn't do that interview. It would have been great. So I like to help local businesses. Went to my buddy Eric's place, Evo, this weekend. Listen, if you're ever down at the Cuesta in the whole Martin County, Palm Beach area, and you want some kick-ass Italian food, EVO, Evo, I'm telling you, the food is savage. The sauteed calamari, can't say enough about it. I'm just throwing that out there. Was there this weekend? May have had a bottle of vino tinto too. Spectacular. Spectaculare. Give it a shot. I'm not sure that's Italian. And I am Italian. My last name is Bongino, but I don't speak a word of it. A little bit of Spanish. So the absolute craziest media moment of the year so far, and I'm not even... I'm not even sure there's a close second in this one is 60 minutes interview of Ray Epps. Ray Epps was one of the uh, participants in the January 6th uh, rally. Uh, Listen, ladies and gentlemen, let me preface this whole thing Um, because I do facts here. I don't do uh, rampant, ridiculous speculation on things. I will speculate on stuff as long as it's not ridiculous, but I'll say as much. Uh, I don't know Ray Epps. I have no idea. I have done the, I'm not in his group of people. I don't know where he lives. I don't know his buddies. He's not a former coworker or a colleague. Uh, Is Ray Epps a a Fed, as some have implied? I have no idea. Was Ray Epps, in fact, at the January 6th uh, rally at the Stop the Steel rally? And did did Ray Epps get caught on video uh, saying things that were quite questionable about going inside the Capitol? Those are just matters of fact. They're not matters of opinion. So the fact that 60 Minutes is now going all in to say, hey, don't look at this guy who's on video saying these things. 
is making a lot of conservatives and libertarians out there who feel like the government may have had some role in this thing. It's making them quite curious why everybody's going overboard to protect this guy's reputation. It's just weird. I'm going to give you all sides of this so you make your own opinions on this at the end. But it's the craziest media moment I've ever seen because you have these people on the left eager to tell us how we're all insurrectionists, maggots, uh, fascists, and terrorists. We're such a dangerous threat. We need to be censored, put out of business, bankrupted, put on wanted posters, locked up and thrown in gulags. And then you've got literal, not figurative video of a guy saying we're going to go in the Capitol. Who we, again? He's not. He's not disputing. It's him. Then you have. A, he has a text saying or suggesting or implying. Oh, well, he did say he orchestrated it. And CBS is like, don't ask any questions because you're the crazy people. Okay. And they're like, well, he's going to sue you. For what? Reporting on what he said? I mean, what? How are you going to? You're going to sue people for reporting on what you said? I mean, if that's not an anti-slap case, I don't know what is. I am suing this man for defamation. Sir, I'm only playing the video of you. Are you going to sue yourself? Too, Too much, much stupid, stupid on, on the, the field. field. <laughs> is that a 15-yarder or is that 10? We, we can, that, it can be either, depending on the stupidity. It's a severe, Yes, that's a good call. <laughs> on the severity of the stupidity. Yes. You know what, Joe? You're a step ahead of me, as always. <laughs> so you got to understand with this Epps interview, there's a reason behind this thing, right? And if the guy is being falsely maligned, by the way, there's always that possibility Then I feel bad for the guy. But you can't say in one respect, as Epps did in the interview, I'm going to play a clip from it, but he did say at one point in the interview, this isn't in the clip, that, you know, he just wants to be left alone and go into hiding or something like that, which obviously beggars thy question, Joe, then why are you on 60 Minutes? <laughs> I'm... Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm being ridiculous here. No. So a couple of things. I got a lot to get through, but I'm really excited about today's show, as you can tell. The January 6th narrative, you have to understand this everything to them. It's everything. So there's, this may sound a little confusing. So I'm going to have to go through this slow, but slow, smooth, smoothly, but quickly. The left needs this narrative to win the 2024 election. What narrative? The right are fascist tyrants. Donald Trump will usher in fascism. Why do they need that narrative? Because the left's agenda is so anti-human. The castration of kids, the teaching of a racist critical race theory, the taking of your money, the taking of your health care. The left's agenda is so bad, they need to get you to focus on something else. Because the only thing to get you to focus on something else frightening enough to get you to not pay attention to the leftist agenda, right? is these guys are going to take away your freedom, they're fascists, and throw you in the gulag. It's the only thing that works. That is why the January 6th narrative is so critical to them. They plan on using it going forward, January 6th, to do what they did to Parler and other entities, wiping people off the map. They've got to keep you focused. The fact that there may have been some federal government involvement, and does that have anything to do with Ray Epps? The answer is I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't, I don't have any evidence. I think there's some suspicious behavior, but I don't say anything I can't back up. I don't know. But the fact that some have speculated in the media that there may have been a federal involvement in January 6th, forget Ray Epps for a second, just in January 6th, there may have been feds there, which the FBI has been very shady about, and I'll show in a second, has the left in a panic. Because they can't say on one hand, Joe, well, look what the right did. These guys are so terrible. They're so fascist. They're going to take away your freedom and throw you in the gulag. Support us in our bigger government. If government has a role in what they're doing, you get it, got it, good, right? Yeah. Everybody get it? It's They can't have that. So the fact that some people started asking questions about Epps has the left going absolutely bananas. No questions are allowed about Ray Epps. Here's one of the most ridiculous interviews I've ever seen. 60 Minutes interviews uh, Ray Epps where they show the actual video of Epps saying, we're going to go to the Capitol, inside the Capitol. Then later on, he admits in the interview, he sent a text saying he orchestrated it. 
none of this is in dispute. And yet 60 Minutes is making the case that you shouldn't ask any questions about this because Ray Epps has a version of it. It's the only version that matters. Don't ask any more questions, which is bizarre because the last questions of grandma on a trespassing charge on January 6th. This is so crazy. Take a look. I'm probably going to go to jail for Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? No! To summon the crowd, Epps seems so over the top, he must have been a government agent, a Fed sent to entrap them. When you said, we have to go into the Capitol, we have to go into the Capitol, what were you thinking? I said some stupid things. My thought process, we surround the Capitol, we get all the people there. I mean, I had, I had problems with the election. It was my duty as an American to peacefully protest along with anybody else that wanted to. The next morning, January 6th, Epps was out by the Washington Monument, still focused on a single goal. We I mean, I just want to be clear again, folks. So Ray Epps' answer is, I said some stupid things and that's it. That's it, that no more journalism is to be done. There's no more asking questions. And if you do, we're going to threaten a lawsuit for you asking questions about a guy. Nobody's disputing on video saying we're going to go inside the Capitol. Clearly trying to gin up interest to go inside the Capitol. That's why he's talking to people saying we're going to go inside the Capitol. Am I... Is that analysis crazy? Where are we wrong here? So the answer to this whole thing is just say to 60 Minutes that you said something stupid. Oh, okay. That's the answer to everything. So let me just be clear here. Joe Biden, let's say, and Barack Obama, Obamacare in the next few years collapses and costs Americans their insurance. Don't ask any questions. Just come out and say, hey, a while ago we said something stupid with, if you like your plan, you can keep it. And that's it. Questions must stop. Folks, this is, this, is, this is insane. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this in my life where the media, big government status, and the swamp all are in bed rubbing each other's sacks in an effort to shut everybody up from asking basic questions about a thing nobody disputes, which is video coverage of a guy saying, we're going to go inside the Capitol tomorrow, and then sending a text saying, we orchestrated it. I said some stupid things. Now, again, to, to, be, to do actual journalism that these losers at 60 Minutes won't. Joe, Ray Epps could be telling the truth. Yeah. People do say really, really dumb things. They want to look like ballers and players. Look at me. I orchestrated the whole thing. Could very well be true. Yeah. However, that's not how we do actual journalism. We ask actual questions. Oh, really? Well, how do you explain this then? And this and this. They don't seem to be interested at all. Now, well, Dan, what are you basing your skepticism on? Well, I have questions that have still gone unanswered. And again, to give you all sides of this, the FBI has stated just recently in response to 60 Minutes that he is not an employee or hasn't been focused uh, or, or hasn't been functioning as some kind of source for the FBI ever. That's what they said recently. The problem I think a lot of people have is the FBI has a history of lying about the, anything associated with Donald Trump. Joe's laughing because we're, we're, I mean, that's probably the most understated thing we've said uh, in the entire eight years we've been on the air. They've lied about just about everything. Carter Page being a Russian source. I mean, an FBI employee was (laughs) was convicted for an incident that involved lying about the Trump campaign. Okay, so forgive me for not taking their first glance answer. But to give you one side, the bureau's saying they have no association with the guy. He's saying he has no association with the Bureau. Epset is I'm giving you their side of it. And the FBI has tended to target people in the investigation who were not in, who were inside the Capitol or who put hands on police. So that's one side where you say, all right, maybe, maybe Epps is puffing. Maybe he was just chest popping. Hey, look at me. I orchestrated the whole thing. Possible, right? But then explain this. Ted Cruz, 
months ago, is at a hearing up on Capitol Hill, and he's asking questions of an FBI supervisor who seems to be unusually tongue-tied when asked the same basic question about Ray Epps. If the guy wasn't a source or wasn't an agent, then why are they, well, I don't understand why they can't just answer the question and wait until now. Uh, again, this is called journalisming or something. Here, take a look yourself. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, there are a lot well, of people who are understandably very concerned, concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day. The next day. On January 6th. Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Debs McCann in the chat room says she can't answer because she doesn't want to. Yeah, of course she doesn't want to. I mean... What, but what, it's not that she obviously doesn't want to answer. It's why she doesn't want to answer. Now, again, folks, listen, man, I'm not going to, I don't get out ahead of these things. It's a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake. I don't want to do what the left-wing media does to us. There is a possibility that having worked in the federal government myself, and know, I know that 1811s, federal investigators, uh, FBI, DEA, whatever, Secret Service, a lot of them are not very comfortable testifying in front of congressional committees. They're used to testifying in court. Kind of Joe Friday, the facts, nothing but the facts. I don't know. Maybe she got freaked out. Maybe someone told her it's a political case, avoiding. I don't know. I'm just trying to give you all ends of this. However, I'm telling you this is worth asking questions about. And do not be dissuaded from this. Do not. The guy could be telling the truth. But again, I'm not sure like why 60 Minutes is so eager to take the first pass answer. Oh, I said stupid things. Oh, okay. That's it? You guys care about everyone else getting thrown in the gulag. But not, uh, but not any investigation into this guy. Oh, <laughs> he's like, listen, man, this story's got an op written all over. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I'm not going to be dissuaded by threats of any of this stuff. Lawsuits. I'm just playing your own words. Why did you say that? You said stupid things? Okay, we'll put that out there. Well, why's the FBI been been screwing around on this thing? You know, what what why what did you whisper in that guy's ear? Now, I will say one more thing too. That was interesting on 60 minutes last night. Something you should consider. The hidden body camera video of the police officers uh does show clearly at some point Epps saying to people, hey, listen, these police officers are not our enemies. You should take that into account when you try to determine if Epps is telling the truth or not. That's there, too. And that's the kind of thing you should definitely look at. We don't want to be blinded like the left is. Like, Trump, Trump, Trump sucks. And no matter how stupid the story, you believe it anyway. Don't fall into that trap. Don't fall into that trap. I've seen it before with a number of things we got hooked into. Not me personally, but people on the conservative movement because the left was almost playing it up. So keep that in mind. This thing can go both ways. By the way, is Holden McGrine made an appearance yet? McGrine? There is no... <laughs> He's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He's got another personality. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. And then, um, you know, folks, I, I am, uh, I'm friends with a lot of people at Fox. I'm friendly with Tucker. I'm not going to say we're not... We're like, we don't go to dinner or hang out, but we know each other. And I got to tell you, he gave a speech at, um, I think it was Heritage. And man, did he nail it. I'm going to play about a minute, 20 seconds of it, where he talks about, a well, a show I did last week. He's not talking about my show, but a theme we had last week about FU politics, how you want to play cutesy time, 
you're in the wrong game right now, brother. Because these people we're playing against right now are not playing for political victories. This is a good versus evil fight. Make absolutely no mistake. And he sums it up beautifully. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, first, my next sponsor, appreciate your patience. They want to be here to talk to you. Uh, they keep the show free. Birch Gold, B-I-R-C-H. You know, inflation has bad consequences. Now is the time to diversify. Inflation is out of control. They cannot seem to get a lid on it. It just popped in the United Kingdom. You have got to diversify. It's never been more important. I buy my gold from Birch Gold and the recent surge in gold prices. Very happy about that. Shown why gold has been historically a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. The only company I trust to help you diversify into gold is Birch Gold Group. I buy my gold from them. You can do the same. Text Dan to 989898 to get a free information kit on gold. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k that's tied to a volatile market into an IRA in precious metals, physical precious metals, gold and silver. And the best part, it's tax sheltered. Text Dan to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold is who I trust to protect my future and yours. Text Dan to 989898 today. Past performance not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rates apply. Thanks, Birch Gold. We appreciate it. So, folks, I, I tweeted out this weekend yesterday, retweeted it this morning. Liberalism is a rotting, metastasizing, all-consuming cancer of the body politic. It is the, the cells metastasizing and the DNA being warped where it eats you alive and sucks the energy out of a society. It is so obviously destructive, so transparently evil right now that the left needs censorship in the January 6th narrative to distract you from the obviously transparent evil they're engaged in right now. And call it that. Call it that. Call it that. You want to play cutesy time with these people? This definitely ain't your show. Call it what it is. Evil hates being called out by name. They need the January 6th narrative for the censorship and gaslighting to keep the illusion going. They are a bad magician, the left. They're a magician at a six-year-old party like, look, I've got these two rings. Wow, I pulled them apart. There's a break in a ring. We can see it. Sorry, I just, after dealing with the entire weekend, tens of thousands of liberal D-bags telling me I was fired from Fox all weekend. I just... I said to Paula, we are dealing, what, why am I bothered? We are dealing with such obvious a-holes and liars, trying to negotiate with them under the old rules. Oh, these are just political differences. Let's write a white paper about it. Is, is, flush that strategy down the bowl and burn it. Burn the septic tank when you're done. Here's Tucker. He gave this speech. I saw this uh, on social media. It's about a minute and 30 seconds where he beautifully explains this. This ain't politics, folks. This is good and evil. Check this out. I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. And I've come to this conclusion, not, and I should say at the outset, I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me because I don't have any. I grew up in the foul, shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. It's not even a Christian religion at this point. Um, I say with shame, but I'm just saying this as an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? There's nothing to do with politics. What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? I don't, I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice. You know, I'm in this content production space, and it's very competitive. I'm not going to lie to you. All right? Joe, you've been in it longer than me. People in this business are super competitive. Yep. I'm one of them. I'm a capitalist. I get up every morning super early to bring you the best product. You know why? 
because there are people like Tucker out there and Levin. That's why. They motivate people like me to stay frosty all the time. Because that is good content right there. And you know why it's good content? Because it's true. And he summed it up better than I did. And sometimes you just got to say, all right, man, he did it better. He is absolutely correct. Folks, I've never seen anything like this, man. We are not dealing anymore with simple policy debates. I've said it over and over. The Republican Party I knew fell in love with an idea I love. I'm not trying to discredit it. The idea that we should advocate for tax cuts. Tax cuts was really it. I mean, it's the only thing it's pretty unanimous on the Republican side. You will get a Republican to vote for. I'm serious. Oh, no, no, Dan, they're all pro-life. No, they're not. You got Nancy Mace arguing out there. Don't run on abortion, a Republican congresswoman from South Carolina of all places. Well, what about firearms? Oh, we're definitely pro-2A, are we? I mean, I've seen more Republicans sign on to, I mean, we even had Trump with the bump stock thing. We had, you know, Rick Scott down here in Florida with the red flags and other stuff. Tell me another issue we've been unanimous on. You've got people attacking DeSantis over uh, over uh, going after the culture war right now. There's not unanimity on just about anything but tax cuts. We fell in love with it. And when we fell in love with it, the culture got away from us. We were arguing tax cuts while they were arguing to cut off your kids' nuts. I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. To sexually mutilate kids at an early age who will be incapable of procreating while arguing that the kids we don't gender mutilate and effectively sterilize, we should kill in the womb. Again, if you had an alien race of beings that came to Earth and said, hey, you know, the ultimate goal of a species is survival, correct? And you'd be at the sit-down meeting with this alien. No, no, that's not us. We have a political party comprising about 40 to 50% of the United States that argues for killing the next generation of humans in the womb and sterilizing the rest. The aliens would be like, wait, what? These people are too stupid to conquer. They're conquering themselves. New rules. You think we're fighting political fights, folks? I'm sorry. And if you think, if you, I'm not suggesting this is you. And, you know, I listen, I, I, I love, why are people yelling? I'm sorry, I'm in a mood today. Um, a good one, but there are people out there in the Republican Party who still to this day, we need to stick to the economic stuff, stay out of the culture wars. You got Nancy Mace. Oh, let's, uh, let's argue uh, against pro-lifers out there. They're killing the party. Really? They're killing the party? Uh, the other side's killing people. People. Let me play this video. Folks, they're castrating and sterilizing kids. Kids. Here's an interview with a, uh, a doctor in this space conducted by a guy, uh, Wesley Yang. And it's a snippet from the doctor making a pretty firm, strong case that this is all cultural right now. That this is not some resurgence of kids who are transgender. However, it's a social contagion effect promoted by liberals and parents who won't stop it. Liberal parents who are promoting this stuff. Here, listen to yourself. Prior to 2018, I had maybe one trans patient. Like, this is a thing that occurred in two out of 10,000 children. Right. It was, you know, a thing a pediatrician could go their entire career and never see. Yeah. And so the first time I had a patient who told me that ever since they were two or three, they knew that they were actually a boy. I was like, oh, oh, that's that's transgender. I've heard of that. You know, there's a gender clinic over at the Children's Hospital. I'll send you. And that's how I was. But then there was another one and another one and another one. And, and that's that yeah, that was in 20 late 2018. Um, yeah, that was in 2018, 2019. So one in like 10, 20 years. One in 20 years. And yeah. Then, and, then and then they started to come every few months and then more often. Yeah. And, and they were not saying I've always been a boy. They're saying I, mean, no. I realized I was a boy last week. When I, <laughs> well, I, I mean, most of them have been online and they know the story they need to tell. So, no, I don't think any of them said that I just decided on this last week. But um, they did. They they didn't have, you know, convincing anecdotes 
of how this manifested in their toddlerhood. I mean, what else do you need to hear? Oh, that's just a personal anecdote from one doctor. No, no, they're all over the place. That's just one of many. Spins in the chat room says, Nancy Mace, by the way, is the Bud Light of conservatives. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is fantastic and right on point, I might add. Folks, I got more. They're not hiding their authoritarian streak. These little mini fascists on the left, they are not hiding it. Castrating kids, wiping them out in the womb, censoring people, totalitarianism. They're not hiding it. I'll play for you a clip this week, and I got everybody spun up. It's a good one. It's a good one because it's a bad one. MyPatriotSupply.com. Folks, it's hard to trust anything anymore. Institutions are collapsing all over the place. You're seeing it. Even ones we trusted. Are you prepared for things when things get worse? Because they will. You need to be self-reliant. That's where the true freedom is. You don't want to be reliant on government food lines if there's an emergency. You'd be left with nothing. You'd be left standing in a line waiting for scraps if you're lucky. Get your food foundation set today with a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Matter of fact, get one for every person in your family or get multiples like I do. These kits provide over 2,000 calories a day for energy during tough times. Get breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's amazing. Your family will love it. Order yours today. Calories or survival. And you'll get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing both food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass you by. Act today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Don't wait another day. Important stuff. So. Here's the interview that got everybody spun up this week. And again, this is short, but proving my point that the AOC wing of the new liberal communist party that has turned communist authoritarian overnight, publicly behind the scenes, they were always, but now they're understand they're not hiding this anymore. Here's AOC suggesting that because she doesn't like Tucker Carlson, she uses the old fascist canard that Tucker Carlson's inciting violence. Ironically, and Joe, the reverse applies then too. By AOC insisting that she's being attacked, isn't she inciting violence against Tucker Carlson by AOC supporters? See, AOC's too yeah. freaking stupid to understand any because she's legit, probably dumber than Hank Johnson. She is probably the dumbest member of the House of Representatives. Here's AOC suggesting we need to censor them and we need to regulate them because he's inciting violence. Check this out. When you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence, very clearly incitement of violence. And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. They're not again, they're not hiding that they're looking for censorship. They're just looking for new ways to message that they want censorship. They're not hiding it at all. They're not hiding it at all. By the way, a couple of people in the chat were asking about uh, the Fox show. I, I did a whole episode on that last week. That's why it wasn't on this week. It's on, uh, it's my Thursday episode from last week, what, 1995 or something. Uh, it's got like 1.7 million views. So I, I don't want to, you know, I, that's why I didn't go in it again today. Someone said, maybe he has an Indian. No, it's nothing like it. We talked about the whole thing on Thursday. It's not some big conspiracy. We just couldn't agree to terms. So sorry if some of you were... Uh, a little bit late to the party. I understand it's not like your lives revolve around, you know, my news. I'm not saying that in some kind of cocky way, but that's that's why. Folks, the data backs this up, by the way. Uh, I saw a noticeable change. The data backs up the fact that the left has gone entirely totalitarian and authoritarian now. They're not hiding it anymore. They're trying to crush free speech in live time. I noticed, as many of you did, that although the authoritarian streak was there, there were two incidents, I think, in the last five years that geometrically expanded their censorship efforts overnight. And I mean that in the literal sense, like overnight after it happened, like the next day. January 6th, I, was, I saw that I was on the receiving end of it. I saw what they did after that. And then George Floyd. And if you read this article in the newsletter today in the Washington Times, George Floyd's murder drove a surge in academic censorship. This report oh, it shows you that a total of 509 professors were punished from 2020 to 2022 at universities, according to FIRE, this group. And you're saying, wow, that's a lot, 509. Well, think about this. In the 20 years prior to George Floyd's 2020 death, 
only 571. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a stunning number. I saw it. You see how the left employs the Rahm Emanuel never let a crisis go to waste strategy? Now, they're never going to stop this. There was another incident. There was uh, the death of this young man on a porch. It's alleged that the guy who shot him was a white supremacist. Everybody deserves their day in court. Liberal, conservative, I don't care. I'm a believer in the republic. And people are innocent till proven guilty. When they're proven guilty in a court of law, I don't trust anything I hear from anyone. Uh, when, they're, when they're proven guilty in a court of law and the evidence comes out under oath, then we, you, know, you can report on it as fact and not as speculation. However, the media, which seems to be ignoring the suspicious disappearance so far, uh, I shouldn't say disappearance, but failed to appear in the manifesto of the alleged transgender murderer, right? Haven't seen that manifesto has jumped. They're not calling for that. But Frank Fugazi made an appearance. Frank Fugazi is a former FBI guy in MSNBC to jump on and, of course, racially divide the nation again over the uh, uh, murder of a uh, the killing of a black youth. Again, allegedly by a white man who is called a white supremacist. And there's all kinds of stuff out there. Uh, you can read it yourself. The media, again, takes advantage of tragedy. Now, Fugazi is a documented conspiracy theorist, a race baiter, an absolute imbecile, and in my opinion, the dumbest commentator on TV. Uh, he sadly is indicative of what the upper management of the FBI has become. Here's Fugazi jumping all over this case and blaming again Fox News. Take a listen. We have all covered these mass shootings. We've seen the shooters, manifestos, focusing on certain victims. But I want you to go back to what the grandson of the alleged shooter said about the grandfather's exposure day in and day out to certain messages and what it was doing to him. Because he's not the only one sitting in a lazy boy watching TV all day. Yeah, this is where I'm a strong advocate of financial pain um, for those who spew out propaganda. We just saw Fox News, you know, pay, you know, just under a billion dollars uh, because of what they've been doing. And the question is whether enough that, that's enough pain or not to make a difference. So when I say bring pain, hit them in the pocketbook where it hurts, I'm talking about lawsuits. I'm talking about lawsuits against the firearms industry. I'm talking about lawsuits because, by the way, they market this. They love this. And your your guest can tell us all about that. He's written a book about it. So let's also not forget the, the news networks, the social media platforms that spew this out all day and night. They need to pay a price as well. So it's painful for them. And that causes them to hit the pause button on their propaganda. You didn't see this, did you? I got it. Folks, I got to tell you, I got, I got actual goosebumps here. There are very rare moments in the show where I have to stop the show uh, completely, especially in a live chat. Not stop the show, but apparently Tucker Carlson and Fox are done. I, I'm reading it right here that that just broke. I mean, it's the benefit of a live show. I'm like stunned. I'm stunned. I don't even know what to say right now. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to get back to that segment. Um, Fox News and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service. His last program was Friday, April 21st. Is this what? Wow. I mean, I got six texts here from people. Holy Moses. I didn't even get the comment. This is Fugazi. This Fugazi's got a huge pass. Fugazi's like, bring in the reliever. Um, I don't even know what to say. Um, that is just shocking news. And so you all understand. Again, I have no inside knowledge of what was happening there at all. I, I, hate, I don't even care to speculate about what happened. but. Um, I suspect Tucker Carlson will be getting a lot of offers from a lot of people. Uh, a lot. Probably a good time to invoke the uh, Bongino rule. 
Yeah. Yes, Joe, thank you for rescuing me. I'm sorry yeah, I man. wasted a minute of your time. I am honestly, folks, I'm really just stunned by the news. Ah. Tucker Carlson out at Fox News, the Bongino rule. Uh, that let's wait. Uh, let's rather let's than speculate it, yeah. over stuff we don't know. All right. Uh, let me get to my next sponsor and then I'm going to get back to the show because I got a, I was just actually going to talk about lawfare and uh, this, this settlement. Like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And I got the Biden who can't even spell. Folks, Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all new handmade texture for the juiciest homemade st- homestyle burgers you've ever tasted. Guy loves them. Ghee fleeces them from my freezer. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha steaks. They are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, even brisket burgers. Now's the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Bongino at checkout to get an, uh, an extra $20 off orders of $129 or more plus free shipping. Order today so you can try each pure ground burger and sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making uh, your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Bongino at checkout to get an extra $20 off orders of $129 or more and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. We, uh, we appreciate it. So I'm going to move ahead to the Biden stuff, Guy, because uh, I want to wait to hear that story. But again, Tucker Carlson apparently out at Fox. Last week's his last show. That's abrupt. Uh, we will see what then. We will wait for that to flesh out using the Bongino rule. Uh, I would hate to speculate on that now, but that is an earthquake in the media business. You're talking about the single most popular guy on cable news, a guy who draws in primetime over 3 million viewers on essentially cable, which is really a dying platform. A lot of people are cutting a cord. This guy was a huge monster talent. So Biden is close to announcing his reelect this week, folks, and Democrats are going to double down. Uh, They have on trying to get rid of him. They are having real problems trying to get this guy out of the race. I speculated last week, and I think I'm correct, that that's one of the reasons you're seeing this bevy of Hunter Biden leaks. Don't you find it weird that the IRS, the FBI, and people from the intel community are all leaking out bad information that Hunter Biden About Hunter Biden, all at the same time, Biden's going to announce the reelect. Gosh, that's convenient. What interesting timing that is. Even ABC has doubts. Here's Terry Moran. Terry Moran, who earned his last name, Terry Moran. Terry is like, hey, man, this is no good. Take a look. Terry, do you expect everyone to, all Democrats, to suddenly rally around the president? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to, to our, our Democratic uh, form official here. My own sense is that most Americans don't want to vote for an 81-year-old man for president. Uh, yeah, you're probably correct. I said last week, you were here, Joe, you heard it. Did I not say last week, like, isn't it weird? All of these insiders, IRS, intelligence community, FBI, they're all leaking out these stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, this is so bad. This is terrible. Holy Moses, Hunter Biden. This is the weirdest thing. They just ran a spot for Tucker Carlson tonight on fun. What the hell is going on? I'm, this is the craziest thing. Folks, I cannot believe this happened during my show. Here's Chuck Todd chuckles saying this guy's in real trouble. Why are they airing these polls now? They are trying to stop this guy from making an announcement tomorrow about running for president. They are desperate. They know he will he will likely lose this thing and blow it for the Democrats. Take a look. 53 percent of 2020 Biden voters say he shouldn't run. 64 percent of Democrats who voted for Sanders or Warren in the 2020 primaries think he shouldn't run. And 76 percent of voters under 35 think he shouldn't run. And what's the top concern for that? We asked voters. We didn't prompt them. We said, why don't you think he should run? Well, these were the responses. It almost is all about his age and his ability to do the job. Again, these are among Democratic primary voters. Usually I turn the page during the break. But I'm really uh, in one of these places today. This is just what, what, what started, wouldn't you agree, fellas, is a really slow news day. It's turning into a tidal wave. We'll be covering yeah. this more um, on the radio later. But we got, other, we got a lot of stuff to get to. We got a ton of stuff to get to. The guy is clearly cognitively compromised, ladies and gentlemen. It's not open for debate. The only debate is the degree of compromise he's suffering. That is it. I want you to watch this, too, because this stuff pisses me off like you wouldn't believe. 
Here's Biden who can't even spell. He's trying to spell out. Here, here's Harris Faulkner. Fox News will air live tonight at 8 p.m. I'm sorry, guys. This is just, it's a live show. We'll be an interim show with rotating Fox News personalities until a new host is named. Harris, so it's now it's official. They want to thank Tucker Carlson for his service to the network. Just aired on the phone. He's getting, he's getting, you just missed it. He's getting up. There, you want to wave hello? Give Put a hand in front of the camera. There, so Gee's real. There you go. There's Gee's hand. So now it's official. <laughs> Tucker Carlson out. I'm looking at this. I'd show you my phone. There's probably like a hundred texts on my phone. Hey, folks, it's a live stream. I know. I know. It's crazy. All right. We got to play this video because it's funny. Here's Biden. Uh, not only is he lying here, but in the course of his lying, uh, he can't even, uh, uh, Biden can't even spell the word, the word eight while trying to insist billionaires pay an 8% tax rate. Check this out. We have a thousand billionaires in America. Know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. Eight percent. A, 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 Eight. Eight. It's not A. Five, six, seven, A. This isn't the Fonz, A. That's eight, eight. Oh, dude, dude. <laughs> Joe wins the freaking internet today. Mama. How did I not know to put that in? Gee, how did you not know to put that in there? How did you not know to put, how did you not? They, <laughs> that is true. He is. He's trying to like read the Tucker news, yeah, throw right. the clips, poor slob. He's like this. He's got a, he's got his foot on the mouse. He's got his hands. He's watching three, he's got three computers. There's actually four. There's one with me, three computers on, and he's, he's going back and forth from all three. He's got his elbow on one mouse, the middle finger of the other one on the other mouse. He's got the tongue. He's like doing this on. <laughs> Joe played the Fugazi audio eight. <laughs> that was perfect. Now, just again, to show you Joe Biden, of course, is in addition to not being able to spell uh, eight. Uh, he, of course, is lying. That's a fabricated number. Go to that Wall Street Journal piece, if you would. Uh, that's a made-up number. What do you mean it's made up? Uh, exactly what I just said. It's made up. Here, Wall Street Journal, correcting Washington's favorite falsehood about taxing billionaires. The 8% figure is a fabricated number based on how much the rich would be paying if the U.S. had an imaginary and entirely unconstitutional federal tax system that plundered wealth, not just income. You mean Joe Biden just made that number up? That's exactly what I mean. He's just... Lying. So this guy, William McBride of the Tax Foundation, which is not some hardcore Republican outlet, by the way, he explained what billionaires actually pay. High income taxpayers pay the highest tax rates, according to the IRS. The average income tax rate 2020, guys, was 13.6%. The top 5% paid 22.4%. That means more. The top 1% paid 26%. That's double the 13.6 or almost double. The 13.6% of everyone else. So you mean the richest among us pay twice the tax rate? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but Biden said they only pay it. Yeah, Biden's an idiot. He's a liar. They go on to make this other point, too, for all the liberals telling you, we're just not taxing people enough. We don't have any tax revenue. Actually, last year set a record all-time high of tax revenue, $4.9 trillion in tax money. And we're still, uh, the year is uh, setting a record for debt so far at $850 billion. So, Dan, what you're saying is even though we set a record for the amount of tax money taken in, that we're still running a debt, uh, a deficit this year and piling on that. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is no matter what the government takes from you in taxes, they'll still spend more. That's exactly what I'm telling you. And the numbers back me up. All right, let me get to this. Uh, this is the White House Correspondents' Dinner week, apparently. I, uh, this is like what they call nerd prom or something. Folks. If you ever saw a quote in a piece or an email list summing up the foie gras bow tie wearing crowd in Washington, D.C., man, this is it. I read this this morning. I sent it at kind of the last minute on, on Playbook. Um, this is just uh, this is just embarrassing. Playbook's talking about how you get a ticket, Joe, to all these she-she, foo-foo parties in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And this lady, Tammy, who's some kind of uh, like 
doyen social. Did you see this? Come on, tell me you didn't want to throw up in your mouth and you read this. They're like, Tammy, political. What do we have to do to get into all these foo-foo parties with all these media people? And Tammy says, what have you got to trade? A special guest you can bring? Your family's ticket to the city open? A hot table at Cafe Milano? A private tour of the pandas? Drinks at the wharf? Folks, listen, I may be exposing my own ignorance, but I'm going to tell you the truth here. Because the truth, I don't know what any of that is. I can look it up. I'm not stupid. I don't know what the city open is. I don't know what that is. I, 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 I Cafe Milano. I mean, it's obviously a restaurant. Is that the, is that the, I don't know. Is that the Shishi place? Are you a private tour of the pandas? I, there's a panda tour. What is that? The DC zoo? Is that the Bronx zoo? I have no idea. Drinks at the wharf. What's the wharf? You mean San Francisco? I don't even know what these. I'm proud to tell you. I have no freaking idea what any of that stuff is. I, <laughs> I got to incorporate more. You guys really make the show that much uh, more spicy for me. He wants to know, folks, who do you think reads this, like, unironically, like, reads it and doesn't laugh? The answer is the people who read Political Playbook. They're like, oh, wait, I can get into these parties using my city open ticket? Oh, yes. That's, they're yes. like, oh, but they're, oh yeah, I love it. Well, love it. Well. I got a table at my Cafe Milano. I'll call Gerard, my, the... The uh, Mater D at Cafe Milano and trade my ticket for a shot at the MSNBC party with Joy <laughs> Reid and Joe. They don't know Joe's going to be there. He's going to have the Inspector Gadget glasses oh. on with the fake mustache because he's continuing his investigation into Joy Reid's homophobic my blog. Man. Joe's going to be there. He's going to have the the you know the 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 the, the, the mustache glasses on. <laughs> Joe's going to have those because they know what Joe looks like. He Joe they, they don't want Joe there, but he's going to be there too. Maybe they'll try to trade Joe with their private tour of the pandas. I don't even know where the pandas are, but I, I guess either. the pandas are a big deal. Yeah, I don't either. Drinks at the wharf. Maybe we got to go to San Francisco. What a crazy, cra I mean, really, they read this stuff. It's just hilarious. All right, folks, crazy news day. Again, Tucker Carlson out at Fox. Uh, me, uh, not with Fox anymore. That was a lot of news in uh, one weekend about Fox. I am uh, shocked. So, uh, I've got some ideas. We'll see what happens. Hmm. I got a lot of ideas. Don't forget to subscribe to my show. You can always see us here on Rumble every day at 11 a.m. Live streaming. You get all the breaking news as you saw it today. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We would love to have you every single day. And it's free. You don't have to pay anything. It's awesome. And please subscribe on Apple and Spotify as well. I know they're, you know, not the best of platforms for us at times, but it helps us stay on the charts and it helps people find the Rumble show, listen on audio. So it's all free. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you on the radio in a few minutes and back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.